we'll turn in our Bibles. We'll spend a little time here in the book of Proverbs. And uh, I want to look at this thought that has been on my mind here just a little bit. Um, seeing that the days are as evil as they are, um, and the times are changing the way the times are changing, um, I want to reemphasize that God's expectation hasn't changed for any of us. Amen. God knows what the times are going to be. He knows what they are. He knows what they were going to be. He knew. He knew that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. He knew that there's a time coming they would not endure sound doctrine, but should heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And God knew all that. And um, God knows the wickedness of the day. He knows the uh, putrefying sore um, that cover our country. We're so numb to it now. Do y'all not remember that there's actually... Two men, two ladies in this country can go and get a marriage certificate, get married. Come a long way. We've come a long way downhill. We're not getting any better. So if you're waiting on the kingdom and you're of this crowd that thinks that you're going to reach all the world with the gospel and waiting for it to get in some perfect state, reality should tell you that's not going to happen. Men are not getting better, they're getting worse. In fact, they're deceiving and being deceived till the very end. That's the thing about when you're deceptive, when you're deceiving other people, you yourselves are being deceived. Right? And they're doing that to the very end. And there's troubles on every side. We saw that when we were going through there that little bit in Corinthians and that chapter. Uh, it's not changed from Paul's day. It didn't change from Jesus' day. Hebrews 11 tells us it's not been any different from day one. So you and I don't live in any days that are so difficult that we can't be faithful. Isn't that right? And, and that's not a slam on anybody. That's an encouraging, in my own way, statement. Trying to encourage us that God didn't short us anything. We have every tool necessary to live faithfully for the Lord in this day. You can live for God if you want to live for God. You can. You can do that by God's grace. He'll give you. He'll strengthen you and he'll keep you from falling. He knows how to preserve the simple and keep the man from uh, evil and all those wonderful things. The Lord's able to do that. The Bible said he, he gives us a way of escape. Is that not right? To every Christian there's a way of escape. way of escape. So you can live for God. I don't care how difficult the days are. And that's been true. That's been preached here recently. I've gone by many uh, about living for God and the great truth that that is. In fact, I remember Brother Ronnie Jones not long ago preached, can a young man live for God? If you were here in that youth night. So it is possible. We know that. And, um, but what I want to touch on tonight is just a matter of being a friend, a matter of friendship. Um, it's a biblical term. It's a biblical, I want to say, expectation that we befriend one another. Friendships are important. They're valuable. They're needed. Now, it goes by many terms, companions and different terms like that. 
um, and the fellowship of the saints and the people of God. All those things that we know in a biblical sense. Now, I'm thinking biblically. I'm going to just talk to you just a little bit about this matter of, of being a friend. Um, if you'll turn to Proverbs in the book of Proverbs, and we will look beginning in Proverbs chapter 12, and I'll try to go a little bit in order. I did the best that I could in that way so we wouldn't flip-flop back and forth because um, we're going to turn to a lot of verses, and I don't normally do that, so you just pray God will help me in my mind. But we'll turn to several verses uh, and uh, look at this matter of being a friend. And th this, is, this is important on two fronts. It's important how we are a friend to each other, but it also will help us to see what kind of friends we don't need. Amen. Right? Now, they get preached a lot to young people, but it can affect us older folks too. Yes. I remember being on my job, being close friends with somebody for many, many years, and um, God saved me and changed my life, and I was really close with the man, but I, I had to put some distance there. Just had to put some distance. I just couldn't be friends with him on that level. I was his friend, but there was no fellowship with light and darkness. So fellowship is what I mean there. So there's proper things that we have to cut people off because of things that they're involved in that we can't do. And there are certain actions we must take. Being a good friend, that doesn't equal, though that person feels this way, it doesn't mean that I've forsaken you. I'm still your friend. And at any time you want to quit cussing and drinking, we can have some fellowship, right? <laughs> you see? So I'll, I'll be your friend. I, I just can't, you know, so understand what, uh, and take in the context, knowing me, knowing what we believe here in this church, if I say something. But I, I want to talk about this matter of being a friend. I want to be a good friend. Jesus is my friend. Uh, he's the dearest friend I've ever had. Uh, I, there's no other greater friend in all the earth uh, than Jesus. And I want to be a good friend to other people. Do you? I want to be a good friend to those that are even without I want to be a friend to them. I can't go the way they're going, but I sure would like to lead them the way that I'm going if I'm following Jesus. And so there's just a lot of things about being a friend. We have this idea, um, and let, let me just lay some groundwork, set some things straight. The world has an idea of what it teaches you about friendship, right? We all grew up in that. We all, we all grew up uh, uh, with this idea. I'll tell you one that's just on my mind. I, I don't know why. Uh, but you didn't rat out your friends, right? Anybody else learn that as a kid? If you didn't, you missing out. Because um, you might have had to learn the hard way that uh, when you go into the teacher and they ask you what happened in there, you didn't see nothing. Am I telling it right? Now me, Miss Sandra, I was always the one that she was questioning everybody about. So I didn't get to be that person. <laughs> You had to worry about me telling on people uh, because I was usually the one on the, doing, the, doing the wrong. But anyway, right, you learn those things. You don't rat out your friends and uh, all these various things. Well, if you were a really good friend, you would do such and such and, and all of those things. So when I say I want to be a good friend, I want to be a biblical friend to people, don't you? 
I want to be a biblical friend. I don't want to just be a worldly friend. I don't want to be an emotional friend. I don't want to be a friend uh, 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 in those areas, but I want to be a Bible, biblical friend to help bring out the best in people and lead them to Christ. And 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 I say that uh, just, just using myself, but all of us, I think, want to be a good friend. And let me say on the other side, I want to have good friends like that. I've had some bad friends, and they've led me the wrong way. But can I say this? I've been a bad friend and led some people the wrong way. Not as a Christian, but as a lost person. And so I'm still haunted by various thoughts and things of ways that I could have led people had I gotten saved at an early age. Old young people, for, for, the, for Jesus' sake, get saved at an early age. Saved at an early age. So I, I want good friends. I, I was never really taught this. I was fairly an independent person, and I, I pretty much kind of like to be isolated and alone in my flesh, and God doesn't expect that out of us. He wants us to be a friend, right? You can't be a friend by yourself, right? And I, I, so I want to I wanna just start here in Proverbs 12 and, and uh, work our way through here and look at just a couple of things on this matter that will help us to learn. Uh, here, here's, here's something that we, we must see. We're going to see a couple of things on the positive and the negative. You're going to see some things that we need to have in others as a friend and things we need in ourselves to be a friend to others. And then we're going to see a negative side in other people that you could, should avoid that you should not have fellowship with. You don't need friends like this. For instance, the Bible talks about a froward man, right? Somebody with a froward man. Uh, he's going he's to sow strife. And so, so what, I, what we also have to understand, though, I know I'm starting out slow, but I'm just trying to, even when we come across these negative things where we see a man who maybe has a froward mouth, for me to still be a good friend uh, doesn't mean that I cast them off as an enemy, you see, I may have to have some fellowship broken and they may not be able to be my friend because I can't trust the counsel of a froward person. I can't trust the counsel of a violent man. We'll, we'll get to those verses either. So there may be some, some areas in which they, I have to cut them off in the friendship to me, but I want to always be a friend to them. And how can, I, well, how can you be a friend to a froward man? You can rebuke him, number one, right? You can, you can be an example and you cannot be that way and you can love Jesus. You can still be a friend to sinners and not sin. Jesus taught us that, right? And so we don't want to get the idea where we get this, okay, well, uh, a forward man or an evil man or a violent man or whatever, whatever the case is. We don't need to know what I want to see. What I, what I want to do is, and, and, and it'll, well, I'm going to get way ahead of myself and iron sharpening iron. Uh, so I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I want to say this. I want to make up, maybe I've got some strengths in my character that could help and the weaknesses in the character of my friend. Now, I think that's truly what's being said in iron sharpening iron. And that can even be done with two pieces of iron that are made up the exact composition and the exact same temperature that can still sharpen each other. I'll get, get into that. that. That part is kind of exciting. Okay, I got to move quicker. So, so, so what I, what I want to see is, here's what I want to see. Here's what has to happen in a church. Is this church a family? Amen. We ought to be a family. Are we friends to one another? Yes. Or to be friends to one another? 
And uh, I fail in that, you fail in that, but we're all striving uh, to keep that unity of spirit and the bond of peace. And, and part of that is being a friend to one another. And so what I want to do, if I see something in you and you're a brother or a sister in Christ, I, I, if I want to be a faithful friend to you, uh, I don't want to take note of some, some problem area of your life and use that as some way to avoid you. Does that make sense? Am, 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 am I making sense here? What I, what I want to do, what, what, as, a, as a friend, what we should be doing, I guess, is, is, is a better way I want to say this. What I should want to do is get on my knees and pray, oh, God, help my friend. Uh, I had a man call me today, a very prominent preacher. Every one of you would know him. And he, he said, brother, please pray that I don't get my little feelings hurt and that I don't get bitter about something that's happened to me. And, and he, was, he was deeply troubled. And, and I, I, I don't want to sit back and go, well, grow up and put your big girl britches on, buddy. Get over it. And call Brother Reed. Can you believe this guy? How pitiful he is. Got his little feelings hurt. Pfft, grow up. Can you believe that, Brother Reed? No, if I want to be a good friend to him, what I, what I want to do, I want to see some weaknesses or something in somebody's life, and I want to get down on my knees and pray and maybe come out with a hearty counsel, we'll, we'll get to that, and to be able to help them. And maybe maybe I've been through some things, um, um, I just use Brother Reed because he's always up here and he doesn't get mad at me about most everything I say. But, but Brother Reed, if somebody's hurting in their foot, and they're, and they're that close to quitting. Do you think you might be able to be a, a help to them in some way? He, how long have you heard now that thing? 23 years. 23 years. And chances may be not, not ever gets fixed. And many of you, I could use this example, an example, an example back through here. You may, go, you may see somebody going through something, and, and, and man, and, 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 let, and let's just be honest, uh, some of us are, are maybe a little stronger and weaker. We, we all vary in our, in our capabilities. And so, and so something that might, I might be thinking is destroying my world, and there's no way I'm going to make it through this. I can look at somebody like Brother Reed and say, well, man, hey, if he can get up there with his foot hurting like that, I can come to church. You see what I mean? And it's not a thing for him to look at you and go, oh, you big baby, I've been doing this this long, grow up. And it's not a thing on my side. You understand what I'm saying? We got to be friends to one another. And, he's, and the Bible's going to lay out uh, how we can be a good friend to somebody. And, and, and you young people are, are taught in, 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 in life and in the world uh, away friendships go that are not always biblical. They're more Southern culture. They're cultural. They're not biblical. And so let's look what a biblical friend would do. A biblical friend, according to Proverbs chapter number 12 and verse number 26. Well, we got to read verse 25. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. Hey, you ever seen somebody that's hearts down and said something good to them and pricked their heart up a little bit. That's a good friend, isn't it? I should have caught that one in on this, but we're going to have to miss it. Verse 26, my first point, a good friend is pure. Now listen to the words here. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. But the way of the wicked seduceth them. So we start out in Proverbs 12, verse number 26, 
And we can see just a couple of things. One thing I want you to note of is the wicked man seducing the righteous man. Now, the Bible not say there were seducers that were waxing worse and worse. There, there, there is something about, here's, here's, why, here's, here's why, and I'm going to try to get all this I can get out, and I don't care if it takes us two months to get it. I want to get all we can get out of these verses. Let's read, read it again. Here's, here's what he's going to say, young men, young ladies. Here's what he's going to say. An evil person like that is trying to seduce the righteous. You mark my words about evil and wicked people. And when you're trying to do right, a decent person will try to encourage you to do right, even if they're not doing right. Anybody have friends like that in school and you try to get right with God and they wouldn't let you do bad stuff because you was trying to get right with God? They at least had some integrity somewhat. But a wicked person is trying their best to seduce the righteous. So the problem is when you hang around crowds that are full of wickedness and evil, you're not going to be unaffected by that because they're trying to seduce you. So the way of the righteous, read it with me again, the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. But the way of the wicked seduceth them. So the righteous man, the righteous friend, uh, the righteous way uh, uh, is, is quite opposite of this man who is wicked. He's trying to seduce people and trying to seduce the righteous. And from by the best I can see, uh, well, I won't go into that. He is trying to seduce people to get them to do wrong. I mean, I, 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 I can't uh, I think, I'm, I'm thinking and, and running through my brain uh, uh, different various situations, but I know of many situations, and I'll tell you one situation that bothers me. When these young men go into the military, how, why in the world does it about ruin half of them? Is it required that you become a drunk and quit God to serve in the military? We just heard Monday night. That's not true, is it, Brother Snow? We heard that little testimony from Brother Fred, made it through. I am for serving this country. But if you're going to serve this country, it won't be easy to stay pure. Because there's people in there that want to seduce the righteous and they want to seduce you and get you to do the wicked things that they're doing. You are not a good friend to seduce your other friends to get them to do evil. That's a friend you ought to cut off. A good friend is righteous and excellent, and he's trying to encourage you in righteousness. And I don't care how long you've been friends. I don't care how long your families have known each other. If any of you young people have a friend that's trying to seduce you to do unrighteousness, I would cut them off. You can't be around that mess. So to be a good friend, you ought to be pure. Think of, think of how all that affects you. I'm trying to think of who I can use. I could use my kids, but that's too easy. We ought to give them one sermon to get up here and use me as an illustration. That'd only be fair, wouldn't it? Just give them one's all we need. For y'all probably have to vote again. No, I'm kidding. There's no way to do it. 
Brother Nathan, I can do it, Brother Nathan. If I, don't put you, I'm not good at doing nothing. Me and you's friends, I think, I'm not sure. Well, I know me and you are, I'm not sure about her. We're friends. If I start doing unrighteous things, is that going to affect you? Sure, it's going to affect you, isn't it? So just think of my little world and the people that, that love me and they're my friend. If I start diving into unrighteous things and evil things, it's going to affect them. Now, they may not do it with me, but it's going to affect them. So if you want to be a good friend, live righteously. How much, how much would it affect you more to see, you know what? Oh, Brother Clint, hey man, he's sold out for God. He's living for God. He's enjoying himself. He's loving Jesus. He's got, hey, I'm telling you, that man's got, he's so full of God. He got, all, the, all the other things that you said to me the other day, you know. When, <laughs> that's a lie if you didn't catch on to that. That's, none of that's true. But you understand what I'm saying? If, I, if I'm living righteously, and I'm living godly and I'm living holy. What kind of a, how, how much is that a benefit to your life? If I want to be a good friend to you and I want to be a faithful friend to you, the best thing I could do is live a holy and a righteous life. Amen. That, nothing can help you more than that. I pray for you. Yes, that's, a, that's number one. But for me to just keep on keeping on and living for Jesus, that'd be one of the best things I can do as your friend. Yeah. How many of you know friends that you've had, that you've loved, that ended up falling, adulterous affairs, all kinds of wickedness and sin over the years. I'm sure, Miss Sandra, you've seen your fair share of just all kinds of things that people, the devil's just gotten to people, you know. how to, that's, that's discouraging, isn't it? It's not going to affect you. I mean, here you are. You're going to go on for God. But it affects your heart. It affects you. Because there was another friend in the battle and they're gone now. That's one less encouraging phone call that you're going to get. One, 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 less, one less soldier in the battle. And it ain't happen to any of us. If I want to be a good friend, the best thing I can do is just to live righteously. Just, just live right for you. And so, okay, if, if, that's, if that's the best, now I'm not talking about praying. The best thing we can do is pray for one another. I believe that. But let's not hide behind prayer. Now we've got to put love in action, right? You know, some people say, you know, I love you so much. I'm praying for you. But they wouldn't lift a finger to help you. And uh, so it makes me wonder if they're praying or not. Anyway, listen. <laughs> so if I, for me to be a good friend to Cyrus, if I want to be a good friend to him, I don't need to listen to Skinner with him and, and, and get down on his level, you know, because I'm trying to win the loss and trying to win everybody and all this stuff. You know, you're not listening to Skinner, but you, you're not going to get mad at this either. Uh, and, and to get down on your level and be like, well, I'm going to be your friend and you're down and you're, you're over here listening to George Jones. I've always liked George Jones anyway. And uh, I just sit down here with you and me and you just kick back and listen to George together. Now, would that be a good friend? No, I wouldn't be a good friend. Y'all know who George Jones is. Don't lie. I'm going to have to use better examples. No, what would be the best thing I could do for you when you're down like that? It's not, not, now, I'm not talking about beating down. I'm talking about just me live righteously. Just, just, just seeing a man just keep on plowing through for God, that encourages my heart when I'm down. So if I want to be a good friend, number one, if I want to be a good friend, I need to be pure. Now, let's look at the other thing. 
So if I want to be a good friend to others, I need to be pure. So when I'm looking for friends, you know one of the first qualities I ought to look in as a friend? And I, now listen, I'm kind of talking about there's, there's acquaintances, right? Jesus had many acquaintances. And look at Jesus' life. Then there were 12. And you could narrow it on down into the circle, couldn't you? They weren't favorites. They were just closer. They draw nigh, didn't they? So if I'm looking for a quality in a friend and somebody to spend time with, one of the first qualities I look at is not, not that they talk like me, not that we like the same music, not that we like the same style, not that we like to dress the same, none of that. The first thing you ought to look at when you're looking for a friend is you ought to look for somebody that's pure. And I know as a Tennessee this, especially, especially with, with young people in high school, it, it, I want to be friends with somebody who's popular. That'll make me popular. That's all worldly. Yes, it's all worldly. I'd, I'd rather not be a nobody, let nobody know me and have one friend and that friend love, love God and love me and be pure. And you're finna face it. Fixing to face it. Aren't you, Craig? Just keep on doing right, buddy. Addison, just keep on doing right. Hey, believe it or not, at Calvary, there won't be every kid over there trying to live right for God. You know what you're going to do, Michaela? You're going to have to do right. You're going to do right. You want to be a good friend to people? Be pure. Who do I ought to hang out with, preacher? Find you a friend that's pure. Find somebody who wants to live for God. Now, let's move quicker than this because there's another one. Let's not, we'll get caught up in that if I try to go that. Turn over just a little bit. You may not even turn to page chapter 13. Look at verse number 20. I need to move quicker. But Proverbs chapter 13 and verse number 20. Talking about being a good friend. If I want to be a good friend, pray for me. But just keep living pure. Just keep living pure. There's very little that hurts my heart worse. I'm not talking about as a pastor. Brother Reed, there's very little that hurts my heart. I can be betrayed. That could, that could happen to any of us. You could say something bad about me. It could be me bad mouthing you next week. Any of us are capable of that. Y'all with me? That stuff hurts, but man, you learn to, you learn to get a, you start to learn your enemy. You know who's behind all this mess. That's who you really get a distaste for. What hurts my heart worse than anything is when somebody falls into sin. Does that not hurt you? It hurts to see somebody fall into sin. So if I want to be a good friend, be pure. Hang around pure people. Have friends that are pure. Spend your time with people that are pure. Now, we live in a social media age. We live in a communication age. And nobody has to spell out what's impure that goes on, whether it's in person or whether it's across two telephones and telephone wires or wireless. I don't even know how it works anymore. So if you're talking with people on social media and they talk impure and they act impure, why are you spending all your time with impure people? That doesn't mean you're better than them and you count them as enemy. But don't tell me you're trying to lead them to Jesus when you're spending all your time with them laughing at their dirty jokes. Right? How can I help you lie? Be pure. 
Now, look at verse number 20 of Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 20. A good friend is pure, but a good friend is prudent. Look at verse number 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's you. Are you saved, born again, made righteous in Jesus? Good coming your way. You know what's coming after sinners? What's coming for them? Okay, so if evil is pursuing sinners, let's read this again. Evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. So a good friend is wise. A good friend is prudent. A good friend is pure. He's righteous and he's prudent. He's very wise. So if evil is coming for sinners, let me, let me, let me uh, just, just give a couple of things to pull out of this verse. Number one, you don't want to be around when evil catches up with them. Choose your friends carefully. Because when, when, when evil comes upon them from the God of heaven, you'll be caught up right in the midst of it. Stay away from that bunch. Right? Well, I was just in the car riding with them. You had no business in the car riding with them to begin with. Well, I wasn't drinking it, but they were. What were you doing spending time around people drinking beer? Riding around in the car with them. Well, good Christians wouldn't do that, would they? Not no good Christians raised up in fundamental Baptist churches. It'd blow your mind. It'd blow some of our minds to know what a lot of them are doing now. So he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. So let's look at it both ways. Number one, if you want to be a good friend, be wise and walk in wisdom. And if you want to look for some friends or what kind of friends that you should have and spend your time with, spend your time and your fellowship with people that are wise. Keep companions of wise people. Who's somebody that's wise? Somebody that's eschewing evil. Somebody that both of you can help each other stay away from evil. Right? Now, does that mean, preacher, I can't be around? Please, I don't have time for that. We know we've got to be a witness and a light. We're in the midst of the world. We've got to be that way. But keep company with wise, prudent people that are pure. It bothers me, and it always makes me wonder how in the world... You, nothing grieves me more I, it, it, in myself. How, how, I just wonder, why are you, see, you're, I don't even know, I don't know if it's you're deceived or you're deceiving. And it's probably both. But there's a reason that you and they are comfortable together. There is a reason that I don't get invited to the next bring your own beer party. Right? There's a reason they're not inviting me. Because I'm, I'm in shape. I mean, I've got all my hair and everything. I'm looking good. It's got to be something else. 
I don't like that he knows what I'm talking about right there. They don't invite, right? You understand what I'm saying? So, so there's a reason that you're comfortable in the company of people that drink and fornicate and smoke dope. And there's a very good reason why they're comfortable around you. Now, right here, this distinguished gentleman right here is, was, am I telling it right? He's popular, wasn't he? He's popular now, but not nearly as, as in a good way. Amen. All them buddies you had, how many of them friends were you now? No. None. Right. Amen. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's on par for course. You know why? Chris, same way with you. He was telling me that story about the other. You know why? They're not comfortable around you anymore. That's the way it ought to be. There's a reason that they are comfortable around you. Okay, preacher. So what do I need to do? First step you need to do is repent and get right with God. Repent of this mess. You've been raised better. You know better. It's destroying your life. And you've hardened your heart. And you've stiffened your neck to it. And it'll be a miracle of God if God doesn't have to put you in a hospital on your back to teach you the lesson. But don't think God wouldn't. I tell you, the easier thing to do is just repent on an old-fashioned altar and cry out for mercy. And you'll find a merciful God on the other end of the line. Pure and a good friend is prudent. See, a good friend's going to be wise. Let me, let me give you a good example. Young men, you're pretty easy. Let me tell you what a good friend would do. And then I'm going to tell you what not a good friend will do. A good friend's not going to cover your sins up for you. I know situations right now that to be a good friend, don't tell my mom. And the young lady drove over to a boyfriend's house by herself and told, and told that young lady, said, tell your parents I'm spending the night with you. That's as wicked and as crooked as a dog's hind leg. That's not Christian's business. I'm not covering for you. Chris, if you call me and say, hey, tell my daddy I was with you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Amen. You're a loser. I'm not going to get involved in that. Right. Amen. So, I, 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 but I was that way lost. My conscience was too weak for that mess lost. They just have to ask me and I'd say, you'd have to kill him. He, was, he wasn't here. I'm going to be honest with you. My, my conscience eat me alive. I'd sell you out in a heartbeat before I had to lay there at night like that. No way, buddy. I'm not covering for you. Are you listening? Amen. This covering for each other while you're doing stuff you shouldn't be doing is ungodly. Amen. It's ungodly. So here's what a good friend do. A good friend is going to do this right here. There's a girl over here Tyler likes. Come on, you need to get up a minute. Come on. Me and you are hanging out. We're, I know you like this girl. So you, you tell me you're going to go over there and you're going to talk to her by yourself over here behind the building because you and her just need to talk about things. Now, if you even believe your own self in that, you're nuts. Amen. The devil's just trying to get you alone. Right. Here's what a good friend will do. Well, you're big, but you ain't going over there by yourself. Amen. 
can't let you do that. I'll go with you. Isn't that a good friend? You feel better standing up? Okay, you can sit down. He just looked like he needed to go. Isn't that a good friend, Brother Ray? A good friend has your best friend. We'll, we'll, we'll get into this. I know it's kind of slow. But I, I'm, I'm trying to help you young people. And, and so, so here's, here's what you get in your mind, though. If they find out that I said something, then, they're not gonna like, then they'll just have to not like you. If they're so wicked that they're mad at you because you ratted them out for some kind of sin that they could have destroyed their life with, then they'll just have to not like me no more. Amen. So the world will teach you, well, don't tell you know, Listen, that's worldly stuff. The first thing I'm going to do is try to make sure you're pure. And I'm not going to let two young people be alone by themselves no more than I want to be alone with the opposite sex and ain't my wife. Shouldn't be doing that, right? And so what you ought to know that that wouldn't be good for Chris to do, you two stay together. You two stay together. You hear me? Yes. Scotty, same thing. You find one of these boys see you, Isaiah, where'd he run off? Did I run him off already? I made him mad. It's always working. Find you somebody who'll keep you accountable. Amen. 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 And an evil person's not going to keep you accountable. They glory in that stuff. But a righteous man wants you to be righteous and a good true friend that loves you wants you, wants you to remain pure and they've got a little bit of wisdom on them. And they'll say, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh no, I know that sounds good. We're going to go over here and talk by ourselves. There's nothing good that'll come out of a private conversation alone, away from everybody else, with two people that are not married. Right. Yeah. It's just not a good thing. And even if nothing happened, it, it, it looks bad. Right. right. And so you, you, you might say something, well, that, you know, I wasn't thinking about this. And, and there's been things hit my mind, Brother, Brother Oliver, and I've got good friends. Uh, so God's blessed me with such good friends. And there's little things that have slipped my mind where somebody said, well, have you thought about this? This might look this way. Boy, that's a good friend. Amen. Don't do that. See, your mind can be as pure. You cannot be thinking nothing. But then somebody drives by and they see you on the side of the building by yourself. And the next thing that hits the news is you, two, you and her about to get married. You gave her a ring. I mean, you, you, there's no telling what they'll tell you did. Right. That'll hurt the cause of Christ because you'll never prove them that you didn't. Right. If you wouldn't have been alone with her, you would have never had nothing to explain. Right. Is that good? Amen. See, if you won't be alone with you don't have to worry about it because you're never getting married. <laughs> if you wouldn't be alone, I, I don't know about her either, John. <laughs> Addison, I, you know what? Let's forget these things. Let's, let's go on. Hey, am I telling it right though? If you wouldn't have been alone with them, see, you would have never had nothing to explain. There's, there's been things come out and there's been things being said and somebody, somebody and, and don't, don't think they won't do it. Young ladies in this day, there are young ladies that will say something happened when it didn't happen to get attention. You better believe they'll do it. And so you got to be wise and have wise friends. And you can't even give place to the devil. And not only if something didn't happen, I don't want it to get said that it happened. Right? Right? And so you've got to use some wisdom. Use some wisdom. And that's why I want to be surrounded by wise friends who are thinking of things that might be slipping my mind at the moment. When I get involved in something, Brother Michael, I'm kind of like this. I just kind of, there's a lot of things I kind of miss, and I'm so overanalyzing the thing in front of me. I miss the scud missiles coming from beside. And I'm glad I've got good friends that look and say, hey, brother, I appreciate you concentrating on that, but have you noticed the tornado coming? You know? See, a good friend is watching out for you. Right? And we're going to get into some things. See, a lot, a, lot, a lot of friends think, well, I don't, 
I, I, I don't want to tell them about that tornado. They might get mad at me. Yeah, but it's going to kill me. Well, I don't want to judge, you know. If you want to be a good friend and you got best people, listen, you need, to, you need to hang around pure people. You need to be pure yourself and you need to walk in wisdom and you need to walk with others that have wisdom. You need to be pure, you need to be prudent. And we're in during the school year and I can't think of a better message. Listen, I would go, especially you and some of you that are in public school, but it's not much better in the Christian schools. That's no reflection on, on, on the schools that we know, but, but kids are kids. And there are people wherever you find them. And my point is this, what you're going to do, it'll be hard to change it six months into the school year. You start hanging out with them for six months and then all of a sudden you've got to say, hey, this ain't working. It'll be very hard to get away from them then. Am I telling it right? If you'll just start out the school year and the very right thing with your mind set on God, I'm going to live righteously and godly and soberly and I'm going to live purely and I'm going to walk in wisdom and I'm going to use prudence and I'm going to walk and I'm going to do the right thing. And if that alienates you from every other person in the school, I know of a friend that won't never leave you. You will never be alone. He'll be everything they can't be. You want to be a good friend? You want good friends? You know, I, I, I notice some people and they, they're absolutely shocked at why they're doing the things that they're doing. Just take five seconds to look around the people who you spend most of your time with. No wonder you're in a mess. Not a godly person in your life that you're around. You spend the majority of your time with people that cuss God, cuss, smoke, drink, do, do everything unimaginable under the sun, and somehow you, you're, you're wondering why that you're getting pulled in that direction. Use some wisdom. Use some wisdom. Say, well, they're going to be mad at me, and I don't like confrontation. Well, you better learn to like it. Yeah. Because you're in a mean world that hates you, won't see you fall. Boys, okay. Let me, can I give you my last one? In verse 16, there's so many of these that it's just so helpful to us. You know what I want to see everyone, and, I, and this is for all of us, because even, even on the job and people you spend, family, but I, I just had this a lot on my heart thinking about these young people. I, has anybody else, raised, you, you know what I'm talking about, you're raising your children? And I'm going to tell you one thing that got to me. I was pretty resolute, Brother Tony. I was pretty, I was pretty solid on my convictions. We're not going to do this. We're not going there. We're not touching this. We're not listening to that. We're not, we're not, we're not I mean, I'm pretty solid. You know what started to wear on me was the fact my kids were lonely. And when they started coming to me and they started, I want friends. I unbiblically, I started thinking unbiblically. I started thinking one of the number one things that they needed was a friend. Well, can I say something? You're not made to be alone. You do need friends. But you don't need the wrong kind of friends. And, and, and so, uh, this matter of friendships is so very important. You think of somebody right now that you're really close to. You'd be affected big time because of that friendship, that bond between the two of you. So, you got to be pure. you got to be prudent. I didn't even give you the third one. We're going home. I'm giving you the third one. Did I tell you what verse even? 16? Okay, start in verse number 28. Look at verse number 27. An ungodly man diggeth up evil 
And in his lips there is a burning fire. Now look at verse number 28. My last point, we'll go home. We got more of these we can come back to. Need to be pure. You need to have pure friends. You need to be prudent. You need to have prudent friends. And you need to be principled. And you need to have principled friends. Look at verse 28, Proverbs 16. A froward man soweth strife. I'll give you this. Here's what froward means. An unyielding, an unyielding man. A disobedient man, a perverse man, an ungovernable man. This is a stubborn, steadfastly perverse individual. Now, when I say perverse, I'm not always talking in those terms that we normally do. Uh, perverse is going against the proper line. That's what per- perverse means. So, here's an unyielding, ungodly individual. is a froward mouth. He can't be governed. He can't be controlled. He's just, he's just boisterous and loud mouth and says all kinds of wickedness. And just, he's a froward man. And nobody can tame him. He's kind of like the, the crazy man. And this man so is strife. You don't need a friend like that. Right? That's the kind of friend to avoid. And you, and you don't need to be a person like that if you want to be a good friend to others. Because you know why? Strife will follow you all your life. And the strife that follows you will follow all of your friends. I can't tell you the number of things I've been in because of a person that you were friends with that was running their mouth and they shouldn't have. That's just a small example. But... A forward man, so a stride. Look at this next one. A whisperer. This is a tattletale, a backbiter. A slanderer in secret. That's the difference in the slander and the whisperer. The whisperer is coming to you. And he's not just going to be like, I never have liked Chris. The kid's a nut job. Now, what I just said is not entirely not true, son. I'm just kidding. The, the unliking part is the only part is true. No, I love you. What he's going to do is this. I can't stand him. God, you just see that. He stinks too. Ugh. See the difference? That's a whisper. So a, sl- a slander is slander, and, and a whisper is doing slander, but he's doing it in secret. Why do we got to stand over here and whisper it in the corner? If it can be said, say it. A whisperer, so here's what the whisperer does. He is able to separate chief friends. Friends you would think that you had as close to you, and and, and you got to be careful now, your imaginations will get to you. And I'm not trying to sow imaginations into you, I'm telling you how my brain works. When I have had people that I would have thought it would have took a SWAT team to run them off away from being my friend, it usually comes around to find out somebody whispered something in their ear that wasn't so. So don't think that because you get the best friends you got now can't be separated from you because the Bible just said it could and it could be done by a whisperer. So you don't need to whisper for a friend. Be careful spending time with people and when they talk to you, all they want to do is talk bad about other people in the youth group. Don't spend time with people like that; it's going to rub off on you. And 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 I'm just saying I'm done. Don't you be that person. In a church, in a youth group, don't be a whisperer. Tattletelling everything about something on somebody. 
Digging up stuff is what that verse followed. A whisperer is looking for things that they can find out about somebody just to tell it because they just are obsessed with tearing people down. That's just, that's a whisper. And he separates chief friends. So you don't want to be forward. You don't want to be a whisperer. Look at this next one. We have to wrap this up here. A violent man. A violent man enticeth his neighbor and leadeth him into the way that is not good. He shutteth his eyes to devise froward things. Moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. So we're going home on this, but we've got the ungodly man that's sticking up evil. You don't need him as a friend. You got a froward man. You don't need him as a friend. You don't need to be one. You got a whisperer. You don't need to spend much time with them. You don't need to be a whisperer. And then you've got a violent man. Can I give you this real quick? We'll go home. Because Here's what we think all the time when we're thinking about a violent man. Normally, if I say somebody's violent, I mean they're physically, just physically violent. The definition of the word, and that does include that, but here's what, here's what it means, Hunter. It means a cruel person. They're cruel. Now, I know some people that are not necessarily physically violent, but they're cruel. And I'm going to tell you something that's cruel. A cruel man is somebody who will lead people astray. Not by accident. Not like we were talking the other night and we got to think, man, if we would have got saved earlier and, and, and you were kind of a leader uh, on the football team and all that stuff, if you'd have gotten right with God back then, you could have led people then. Remember we were talking about that? There's some things like Paul said, we did it in ignorance. Me more than you. That I wouldn't say. I'm just kidding. A cruel person is purposefully setting out to try to drag other people down with them. A cruel person gets in the church, he gets in the youth group, and he starts going astray. He starts vaping, she starts vaping, and she brings the vape around and tries to get everybody else to smoke. The stupidest thing, vaping. If I could do anything... That God would allow me to do. Mm-mm. Okay, that's, that's not, that's probably more me than the Lord. So let's back off of that. He moves into the youth group and he starts drinking. It's one thing if one of you all go astray, that's one thing. It's quite another thing to take some other people with you. You want to be a pervert, you want to be a drunk, you want to smoke dope, you want to live like the devil, then I don't want you to do that, but by all means help yourself. But God forbid a man want to drag other people down with him. I wasn't that sorry, I didn't even know God. That's a sorry person, a cruel person that is going the wrong way and takes good people and wants to drag them down with it. Why don't you at least be man enough to just do what you're going to do and just do it alone and leave everybody else out of it? I think I pulled something right. I should have done that. Am I telling it right? Come on, folks. If you're going to mess up, I, I mean, before the Lord, I don't want anybody to get into sin. Sin will ruin your life. It'll ruin your family. It'll affect everything around you. But at least have the integrity and the decency to separate yourself from other people so you don't drag them down. <laughs> but here's what a cruel man will do. 
A cruel man's gonna entice his neighbor. He's not satisfied with it himself. He's gotta get everybody else doing it. That's cruel. That's cruel. Better pick your friends wisely. You know what I want, kind of friends I want? Brother Michael, I want kind of friends that are going to lift me up and try to take me in the right direction. I'm a mess enough, Brother Al. I got enough problem. I need some friends that are going to come along and say, hey, come around here and pray with me. Let's talk about the Lord. Let's talk about this message. Let's go to this meeting together. I, I need some people that are going to try to help me up and lift me up. I got enough bad tendencies all by myself. Don't you? We don't need help by some ungodly, cruel person that's trying to drag us down with them. At least have the integrity to just go ahead and do it and go off to the hog pen by yourself. At least the little brother didn't have enough wickedness in him to take his big brother with him. He just took his stuff and went down and wallowed with the pigs. You want to waste your life and waste your inheritance rolling around in the pit of, 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 of uh, the hush that the swine did eat? And you want to wallow around in that with the hogs? Help yourself. But don't take anybody else with you, would you not, please? And so on the other side, when you see people going that way, Brother, we ought to be standing in front of them. They ought to go to, they ought to head to the far country and have to go through every one of us. I want to love them and keep them from going. But I want to tell you this. I've seen my fair share of the hog pen. And I am not going with you. Not going down there with you. I love you, but I'm not going that way. You listen to me. 15 years ago, God gripped hold of my heart and I made a decision to go with God. And by the grace of God, I'm going to go with God. And I don't want you to go to the hog pen. And I'm telling you one thing, I'll be here. I'll be one of the first ones to run out and receive you. I'll, be, I'll do anything I can to help you get out of the hog pen. But I'm going to tell you something. I've seen enough of what this world has to offer and I don't want no part of it. Stay away from people that are not principled. An evil man, a violent man, a cruel man enticeth his neighbor and leadeth him into the way that is not good. Parents, y'all look up here just a minute. You and I both know. There's some people in our young people's lives that we hope and pray our children see and don't spend time with them. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And maybe some have, maybe some don't. Various things happen. Well, I'm not talking about that. But we've all been through it enough to know if you're going to make it through and bring glory to God with your life and your testimony, there's going to have to be some friendships and relationships that just cannot continue. You need prudent people, you need pure people, and you need principled people in your life. And I want to be that for you. Don't you? That's what kind of friend I need, Brother Reed. I need you to keep on going right. Brother Mark, Brother Joshua, Brother Jamie, I need you to keep on going right. Because I've seen some that I love dearly that went the wrong way. And it hurt me, Brother Reed. It's just God's grace that I probably didn't follow with them. There's better men than me and you that's 
that's not even in the ministry today. Boy, let's pray for each other. It's not all about yourself. So it's good to live pure. It's good to live right. I mean, that's the Bible talks about it. It just said it in that Proverbs we read. But there's more to it than that. For me to be a good friend for you, I got to keep myself pure. I got I to gotta keep myself walking in wisdom. And, and I got to be principled to lead you as a faithful friend in the right direction. Leadership of this church. Leadership in the youth group. There's a responsibility that you all have. You young men, these young ladies watch everything you do. And the youth group will go as spiritual or unspiritual as you all are. Stay principled. I love you. Lord, we need good friends to make it through this life. And you've given some to me, Lord, many Many, many, many in this building. And I want to thank you for their friendship, but I pray you'd help me to be a good friend to them. I want to be a biblical, faithful friend in 2021. So, Lord, help me to do that. Help these others that are here tonight, Lord, that maybe they've already strayed, maybe already gone into that way that is not good. Help them see that there's a God in heaven ready to receive them again if they'll repent and come home. But Lord, please help those that are on my heart tonight, Lord, before they even make a step in that direction. Help them to stay committed and faithful to the things of God. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand just a moment. We'll have a verse if you need to come. Brother, he's going to sing.